and welcome to the latest Science of Sport podcast. I'm your host Matt Solomon and today I'm delighted to be joined by Walter Grandes. This podcast is brought to you by Hawking Dynamics, the world leader in innovative force plate technology. Hawking Dynamics takes a user-centric approach featuring a fully customizable cloud-based software that allows users to easily digest and analyze complex force plate data. The technology is constantly evolving, much like an app update for your iPhone. They communicate with users on a daily basis to make their system better. In addition to all of that, they also offer some of the most competitive prices for bilateral force plates on the market, and they're the only force plate company offering a completely wireless system. So, if you want to find out more, check out their easy intro to force plate section at www.hawkingdynamics.com forward slash blog. So, without further ado, it's time to welcome Walter onto the show. So, Walter Grandes, welcome to the Science of Sport podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Hey, Matt. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, it's going to be a blast. I'm sure it is, mate. I'm sure it is. So, uh, for, for the people who don't know who you are, can you give us a quick explanation as to who you are, what you've been up to until now? Yeah. Um, so, Matt, I am a strength and conditioning coach or athletic performance coach, uh, just wherever is suitable, that whatever place you're at. And also, I am a network sports scientist for U.S. soccer. So the, currently, yeah, that's what I am. Performance coach, sports scientist. <laughs> Fantastic. And what have you done until now to get that uh, to get to those positions? Yeah, so um, as a network sports scientist, I actually started uh, that job back in October. So it was actually when I was in unrelated to, to soccer, I was still in baseball. Um, it was a, It's a network contract position so whenever there's like camps out in the states uh u.s soccer sends me out to kind of you know be their the performance coach sports scientist run their the gps's do nutrition recovery talks um run gym based sessions field sessions so yeah they just kind of send me out to the camp so i'm part of a large networking staff um so yeah how i got it i mean i simply just applied um online and yeah u.s soccer had reached out to me and i had spoken on uh on a zoom call uh with four other staff members senior staff members uh just to kind of introduce who i was and give them a presentation on my philosophy on athletic performance and sports scientists but sure enough yeah they liked me enough and they yeah, brought me on board to be part of the staff mate fantastic and uh previous to that role what have you uh what have you done yeah so previous to that role i was the lead academy strength and conditioning coach for the LA Galaxy in MLS. Uh, I started the role back in November. I was before, funny before that. I was actually working in an academy baseball in the professional setting with the Philadelphia Phillies in the minor league system. Um, but we got when that it was a short term contract came out to help out that the the team. So when that contract had ended, um, I was then reached out by the LA Galaxy to bring me on board. So yeah, I, it was funny. Literally left the Dominican Republic that Friday, flew back home, had one day to kind of recover and start my first day at Galaxy. <laughs> so it was just very quick, but you know, I adjusted pretty well. Um, yeah, since then I was with the Galaxy up until... Uh, like the end of July, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, uh, the club had to make a difficult decision to unfortunately furlough and lay off a lot of the employees. Uh, so, and I, I was one of them, but you know, that's, it, it's all right. It's part of the business. So 
yeah, I'm now out and about doing other things. Exactly. And that's what we're here to discuss. So, um, so I, I think it's really interesting that people could, uh, potentially learn from you, um, in the sense of you've, uh, you've then left your position at the LA Galaxy, um, and you're looking for a new position. But in the meantime, you've been doing loads of different stuff. So, um, can you give us a, uh, a quick, yeah, insight into what happened before you left LA Galaxy and whether you had time to then prepare yourself, uh, for the next position? Yeah. So, um, I'll be quite honest. When I was, uh, I was given the unfortunate news, uh, it was early in the morning. I had just, uh, sent out the summer programs for, for the boys for the, yeah, for the summer and, about two hours later, I got a call from the technical director and the general manager of the club, and they had broken the the unfortunate news to me. And, you know, at the moment, yeah, I, it was a little bit of a blindsided call, uh, but I was okay with it. Like, I, there was no hard feelings to it. Um, they tell me it wasn't a performance thing. It was it was more just because of the whole pandemic, which I understood. I get it. Uh, sadly, is just because the profession I chose, which I love there is a lot of high turnover rates. Um, it's, it's quite unstable. I had experienced this before. So, um, I already knew how to deal the news and how to move forward with it. So, um, yeah, before then I, I, I had a job in the college setting and I took a, a chance to, to pursue a bigger and uh, path just to kind of professionally develop. So I've been in like those kind of uncharted waters of uncertainty. So, yeah, like since leaving the galaxy, I yeah, it was okay. I mean, I I'm a guy with a lot of backup plans and um I'm always like I always have plans just how I can kind of develop and learn after that. So, yeah, it was it was unfortunate, but you know, it gave me the opportunity, the freedom to to pursue other things and get better at things that I wasn't good at. So, yeah, I just been staying busy and and learning and trying to apply what I learned over the pandemic. I think that's a, a really good outlook to have as well. So it's a really positive outlook that, yeah, even though it might, might not have worked out in one place, that it's, uh, it gives you an opportunity to do other things. And I'm sure it'll work out, uh, somewhere in the future. Um, and you, so you mm-hmm. mentioned that you've been doing a lot of stuff since leaving LA Galaxy. Uh, can you get into a little bit of depth for that, uh, on that one for us? Yeah. So, uh, I will say the first thing I did was just, of course, reach out to my network, uh, just to see if there were any opportunities elsewhere just to kind of um yeah just to explore i mean i love working in soccer uh football so i i would love to continue to work in that setting um i love working with youth uh with youth performance so i i wanted to kind of develop some that my craft but again open up to other opportunities so yes and then i've been i i signed up for twitter I was, I'd never had a Twitter before. So I signed up for Twitter just cause I feel like that's a good place for me to n- continue to network besides uh, LinkedIn and just talk shop with coaches. Yeah. So since then this whole summer, it's literally been networking, uh, chatting with other coaches, picking uh, each other's brains, um, start working on things that I never had time for. And, uh, I'm pretty sure you you notice I'm a bit of an Excel junkie. So <laughs> I've been playing around with Excel a lot, uh, just kind of building um, dashboards for, um, for like, like kind of like an athlete management system, um, kind of collaborating with other coaches, uh, high schools and colleges that, you know, don't really have a sports science support and just kind of 
providing a service for them, even if it's, uh, you know, some somewhat a bit of a education pro bono or some actually paying me to do some work for them. Uh, but yeah, just getting better at that, just reading a lot. And um, yes, yeah, so it's just been a lot of uh, reading and educational opportunities. I think I probably watched every single webinar that is possible <laughs> out there from like SNC to medical to nutrition, just because it, it, it's just so nice that I'm given this freedom to learn because I just had finished up my master's in the end of March. Uh, and so, of course, I love my master's, but of course, I'm I'm catered to learn this subject, do this subject. So it's nice to actually have the freedom to learn other things. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of yeah, been it. So this whole summer up until now, which right now I am back at a university uh, providing sports science support for their basketball team. So when uh, when you started out with all of the webinars and all of the information in the world, because there's, there's so much information online, um, how mm. did you give yourself a structure to that? Because I imagine if uh, if that was me in that situation, I would probably sit in my underwear for about three days and then I'd work out <laughs> that I need to be on a, on a webinar somewhere. Um, no, but uh, how, how did you how did you structure that? Okay, I won't lie. What you described was literally me the first week. <laughs> so from like, I think like watching co- coaches versus COVID, I think that was the first big one. And then there was a, uh, golly, there was another one by player, I think player maker. I think that's the name of the company. Uh, they had the those webinars. I was literally in my underwear, like sitting and watching and it was great, but I was a bit overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I need to find a structure. So I remember buying myself a, a planner, uh, and just like literally mapping out, I could easily like put that on my phone. Um, but just something about writing things down just seems more genuine than just typing it in on a phone. So just, yeah, I bought a planner, literally mapped out what webinars I was going to see a lot of them. Uh, of course they were out you know, across the pond out in the UK. So I woke up early, uh, watched them, gave myself a little of a break, uh yeah ate breakfast with the missus worked out and then literally back at it so i literally it felt like a full-time job it felt nice to be like a student again but on my own terms i think that makes a big big difference as well right like um if you're getting told you need to learn uh xyz then yeah yeah, you although you might have chosen to do that uh degree or master's it's a big difference between Mm -hmm. that and okay well i know that for the future, I might need to work on um, force velocity profiling. So I'm going to get deep into that mm-hmm. and prepare myself for that in, oh, yeah. uh, in my next position. Yeah. So um, one thing is just, yeah, uh, give, right now I have the opportunity to play with some Hawken Dynamics force plates. So I never had that opportunity a lot in, in the past. I did a little bit when I was at the Olympic Training Center, but not like up until now. So yeah, like a lot of the webinars that I've been watching during like, you know, summer on my free time, like, Hey, I can actually apply that now. Now that I'm, I actually have access to force plates and a lot of coaches don't really have that. So why not? Like, so come out here, work with some force plates and just, yeah, get better at something that, yeah, that was never really there for me to work with. This podcast is also brought to you by Flex. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity based training market developed by the team at Gymware. Flex is the only laser-based training system available, and it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub-500 US dollar category. It's wireless, portable, and it's super user-friendly. 
Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from the competition at flexstronger.com. So you've uh, you've effectively taken that opportunity with a college um, on a on a voluntary basis. Um, mm-hmm. How was that in terms of uh, going from uh, a number of paid roles to going in and, and volunteering and uh, and going back to learn again? Yes. Yeah, so with this position, um, there are other interns around, which I mean, it's a great opportunity because. They they kind of reached out to me and they asked me like, hey, look, fortunately, I mean, there isn't a budget to pay you, but like, um, we're we want to provide you a platform that you can kind of continue to to um to practice uh what you preach and just continue to get better. And I, I said yes because I mean, I've literally had a whole summer of learning. Uh, so why not apply that now? Let me take this 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 quarter to apply what I learned in the last quarter when I had all this free time. So they told me, look, you're not an intern, but we would love for you to also, um, you know, kind of lead these interns. I'm like, yeah, any opportunity I can to kind of uh, pay it forward for young coaches and like and just tell them like, hey, look, this is I was in your shoes uh, three years ago. So let me kind of give back to you. So that was, that's kind of also another thing that I'm doing is creating a, a, a curriculum for this university, for their, for their coaches. Um, so they haven't started yet. So I'm, I'm almost done with their, with their curriculum outline. So then that way we can hop on a zoom call. Cause right now in California, we're still very like getting back into things like having practices. So still limited where how many staff members can be out on the field. And so right now, a lot of the educational stuff I'm going to be doing with these interns are yeah, going to be on Zoom calls, which looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be a, a new and interesting way to, to learn. I think uh, academia is also going that way at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of more. But um, that, that means that you've effectively uh, created a curriculum which covers all of the basics of, uh, I imagine, strength conditioning sports science. Um, Mm -hmm. how did you then, uh, reflect for yourself to work out which things that you needed to work on and which, um, yeah, which areas that you could focus on to make sure that you're a better practitioner, which would, uh, put you in a better position to be, uh, getting those jobs when they come around. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually quite excited at one part of this curriculum that towards the end, cause I, I'm going to, I laid it out for them, the fundamentals starting off with like you know, your coaching philosophy, like how to build one from then, like, this is like how we cue certain lifts, Olympic lifts, regular, uh, push, pull, uh, upper body, lower body, and then diving into, um, a little bit of the sports science. But the last part is what I'm really, uh, more for looking forward to is just how to find a job, like how to answer questions in a job placement, how to create opportunities, the whole networking uh, side of SNC, because this is something that they don't, they didn't teach me in my undergrad. And I'm sure it's, it's in a lot of places. So I can now, I've been in uh, quite a few roles in the last past three years. So now like what I can do, like to teach these, um, these young uh, SNC coaches, like, Hey, this is, how you should uh, approach a job. This is how you should network. Um, like, you know, sign up for the X's and O's on your social media, LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that portion of the end of their curriculum. And I think that, that brings us really nicely onto, uh, one of my last questions, which is, uh, what are you now doing, uh, in terms of making sure that you're going to be ready for the next job? So, um, how do you then go about 
improving your network or using your network to make sure that you're the one who gets uh, gets that position? Yeah, so a lot of it, it's just, yeah, just talking to 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 coaches online. Um, if it's on LinkedIn or, or Twitter, um, I feel like I have more of a success rate like uh, and like kind of replies back on Twitter and um, and LinkedIn. So a lot of times it's just asking them. I mean, honestly, it's not expecting anything. Just a lot of times it will feel like that's why I tell young coaches a lot of times they will feel like you have a handful of darts and you're just throwing them at a board and just see whatever lands. Cause some, some coaches will reach back to you. Some won't. And it just don't take it personal. It's just, they're extremely busy, especially right now where, I mean, we're still in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, so we're kind of getting out of it, but like they're busy. They, they got a lot of things to handle before they have some downtime. So it's important not to take it personal. I mean, if they do just making sure you're, you're conscious about their time if it's like 15 or 10 minutes and I'm always prepared to ask away with five questions and offering, you know, sometimes some sort of compensation. Cause I know it's, I've always, you know, like, Hey, look, if there's some downtime, love to buy a cup of coffee, the, uh, the X's and O's on that. So yeah, just reaching out. I mean, to all these, yeah, there's a lot of good coaches out there, especially yeah on, on Twitter. And I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of success in it and just again just not having just don't get uh, sad if they don't reach back to you it's okay so that's kind of what i've been doing just to kind of network and putting myself out there um i know like i'm not going to be like oh hey, hey i don't have a job here's my resume boom hire me it's just like that's kind of one thing i learned when i was an internet usc is just don't expect anything like when you're reaching out first like ask for like how can i learn under you um, that's kind of who I learned under when I was at USC at, with Ivan Lewis, who's now with the Seattle Seahawks. He taught me heavily on how to network and talk to other coaches. Cause again, it, like these coaches will get a lot of incoming messages from people like wanting a job and that will annoy a lot of them. So <laughs> it's first to kind of like introduce yourself, not expect anything, uh, just build a relationship. And that's, I think that's, that's the most important part that when you reach out to somebody you don't know, it's just that you're, yeah, just start building a relationship with them. Like, don't really expect anything. I know you want something out of it, but again, you want someone, you want to be friends with them. Like I'd be genuinely they're friends with them. So that way, Hey, look, when you do have a job in the future, I mean, they can help you out. They can kind of point you in the right directions uh, and how to be successful in your new job opportunity. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really big one as well. Like it's um it's great to reach out to loads of people. Um and I remember when when I was first doing that, like the the hit rate of responses was low. Um and it could be about the the messages that I sent. I I think they were fairly decent, but maybe not. Um but also if I if I look at where I am now, like if someone messaged me on Monday, like no chance, mate, sorry. Like, don't expect a message <laughs> back on Monday. Um, maybe somewhere on Tuesday morning I could do it. Or yeah, like if you're, if you're up early, um, with breakfast, I'll, I'll check some messages and that kind of stuff. But if I'm yeah. honest, like if my mom isn't getting messaged for two or three days, then, uh, I'm sorry. But if you, if you want a job for me and I've got to tell you <laughs> no, then, uh, that's not happening very quickly. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's important that as practitioners, we do try to get back to people. And, and I, I certainly do my utmost to make sure that everyone is, uh, is replied to, but it's, it's also, it gets to the point where you're like, yeah, what, what can I do? I, I don't have a job for you. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that. Like we're just f- setting some kind of boundaries. Um, cause I, I'll, I'll admit when I was uh, starting in this career, like I would like message people at awkward times, like probably like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night via email. And then I'm like, all right, I should do that. <laughs> I should do that at a respective time. Uh, you know, maybe high noon when there's possibly when they're at lunch, but again, just don't expect a, yeah, a callback just right away. Like it, it takes time, but I, 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 myself, I take my time to like respond to as many people as I can who reach out to me. Um, I know now I've kind of, yeah, like I set a boundary where when it's not eight o'clock seven, I kind of put the phone away and I won't respond uh, to somebody just cause I need to have time for myself, have time for the missus just cause I know it's just important to her that like we have our time. So I just kind of put the S and C sports science world away until tomorrow. <laughs> I think that's a, uh, that's a really wise way of looking at it, mate. It's excellent. Um, so that's, uh, hopefully that's, uh, preparing you now for, uh, the next opportunity. So, uh, fingers crossed for that one, mate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we close off, I want to ask you the most difficult question that, uh, that we can manage. So what is the one thing that you, uh, see or do differently, um, which other coaches can learn from? Um, yeah, you know, I want to say just having an open mind, <laughs> uh, like having an op- a complete open mind. And, you know, it's funny kind of going back to the whole Twitter thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that voice out their opinions, which is great. But like a lot of times it's like their word over anybody else's. At the end of the time, you just kind of have, to, yeah, you have to have an open mind and just a little bit, don't let ego take over and just, don't and or pride is just yeah have, have an open mind to learn because you you you'll be surprised like who you can learn from i mean when i was at the galaxy i learned not not only just from the performance staff there um from the medical staff but also from like other people like the groundsmen like how they do certain things how they keep upkeep things and just like i said just have an open mind to learn because like you'll be surprised how much it could affect you not just as a practitioner but just as a human being mate that's absolutely fantastic advice so what a massive thanks for your time today i really appreciate it and i'm sure everyone does just listen as well awesome It it was a pleasure thanks for having me matt cheers buddy mate so that's it once again a massive thanks to walter for all of his hard work on today's podcast i really appreciate it and i'm sure you do at home too before you leave i want to point you in the direction of our coach academy where at the moment you can get a free to download agility mini course which is all you need to know on agility for around two hours of content broken up into mini bite-sized chunks which you can piece around your working week so to download that one all you have to do is go into the show notes in just a few seconds time and make sure that you click on the link get that one for absolutely free and if you've enjoyed today's podcast be sure to share a picture of how you're listening to the podcast on instagram and we'll get that one shared to a big social media audience for you. And in addition, if you have enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe using whichever sender you're currently listening to. So that's it. Once again, a massive thanks from me. I'm Matt Solomon for Science of Sport, and I'll speak to you next week.